Hey, 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 guys, what's going on? This is your girl, of course, Model E of the E and Friends podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another bi weekly episode. Yay! How y'all doing out there? I hope everyone is fine. I am well, still living, still maintaining. I hope you guys are still doing the same as well. Uh, before we start the show, I want you guys to continue to keep up with me as usual on Instagram at E and Friends Pod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And before I get into the conversation today, when I said Twitter just now, it made me thought about a conversation I had with one of uh, my fellow tweeters within the Indie Podcast Network. We had a, a good old conversation a little while ago, and I brought up the fact that, you know, we all kind of started podcasting around the same time a few years ago. And when I say few years ago, oh my God, it just seemed like it was such a long time. You know, it has been a while, but it's like we've been doing this podcasting thing for a good while now. And you know, I remember we all used to talk about how we need to be recognized, you know, that we do a lot of good things. We have a, a lot of great content that we talk about and, you know, we should be recognized like how they do the celebrity, you know, the celebrity podcasters. But we will always say, you know, when you're doing podcasts, you're doing it for the love of it not for the money, because that doesn't come just like that. It really doesn't. You have to want to do podcasting. It has to be in your heart. And so over the course of the years, I seen people, you know, fell off from podcasting because they came in it with a different mindset. They came in thinking that they were going to be Joe Budden or the girls next door or you know these big time podcasters they thought that was going to happen but we all know it doesn't work like that there are certain steps and things that you got to do in order to get to that level and so uh, being an indie podcaster you know it's a lot of work involved it's a lot of self-promoting it's a lot of networking with other people and other podcasters in order to get your show out there you know you have to get people to listen to it you have to have great content and it's it's just a lot of work and a lot of people are not willing to put the effort into podcasting y'all let me tell you I don't know how many people have came to me and asked how do you podcasting I always wanted to do a podcast how can I get into podcasting and, you know, I tell them, I'm like, it's not something that, you know, I wanted to do as well. It was, I was actually brought into this a few years ago and it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. So there were a couple of people who did start the podcast and they didn't basically start on their own. They had help from point A to point Z. And I think that you will have to have a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in order to make it work. And so um, a lot of them, it was an epic fail. It did not work, but you have to have your heart into it. You got to really want to do it. You can't do it just because you see someone else doing it and it looks fun. Yes, it looks fun. It is fun. But at the same time, 
it's a lot of damn work involved. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. So if you really want a podcast, you gotta be able to really want to do it. So I just want to go ahead and get that out there. So, you know, we, we just had that conversation of how, you know, we saw people change and, you know, let's say about three years ago, they were this way and you see them now and it's like, they act like they don't even know you, you know, the, the conversation is so short and it's like, but damn, you know, you wasn't like this all before. Why are you like this now? But you know me, how I am. I always say, I'll talk to a dog if a dog talk to me. But if me and you been this one way, and then all of a sudden you change to another way, I'm like, whatever. It's cool. You know, because I act like I don't know you. I act like you never existed. So you're not even taking no money out of my pocket. You're not taking no bread off my table. It is what it is because I am Model E. And anyway, I enjoy doing the E and Friends podcast with you guys. You know why? Because you guys love me and I love you. Yes, that is right. Let me give y'all a shout out. Okay, I love y'all. I love y'all. Yes. All right. So I had a little confrontation one day last week. Not with nobody else. It was a confrontation with myself in my glasses. Okay, I know I had this conversation before with my glasses in the fog, but let me tell you, I've been wearing my glasses ever since November. So I've been wearing my glasses for a little over two months now, just recently put my contacts on about a week ago. So I've been wearing my glasses a lot to the point of where I can have my glasses off one day and I'll still be trying to push it up on my face. For those of you glasses wearers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I was in the bathroom cutting the shower on, you know, get it all nice and hot and heated because I have to shower in hot water. I don't believe in that lukewarm mess. I don't believe in that. It gotta be like almost scolding hot. <laughs> so I forgot to put my... um my shower cap on and I also have my glasses on my face still so I hopped in the shower and I didn't realize that I had my glasses on until probably about two minutes in the shower and I'm like hold on hold on something don't look right you know I'm I'm not seeing you know stuff blurry or whatever everything's just regular and plain and I have my glasses on and I'm like okay my glasses did not fog up in the shower don't ask me why I don't know I don't know if it was a certain position that I had my head held down or up but my glasses did not fog up but if I'm out in the public with my mask on the shit would have fogged up immediately okay it would have fogged up immediately but it did not fog up in the shower so I just thought that was kind of weird and I felt that I needed to tell you guys that so have you ever been in the shower and um your glasses in the fog up? <laughs> well, it yeah, it fogged up for me. But um sorry, I got a little message here. But there is a conversation that I want to talk about. I'm not gonna get too deep into it. I just happened to been on social media and I saw it and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm really not feeling it because I don't think it was right you know because okay let's let me go ahead and tell you Whoopi Goldberg okay we all know Whoopi we love Whoopi Whoopi has been 
our first kind of like our first black auntie you know what I'm saying Whoopi has been around for a very long time we know Whoopi since Sister Act which is one of my favorite movies when she played on Sister Act and Ghost oh my god I love that movie Whoopi was on Ghost and Whoopi is still playing stuff today and um Whoopi is just a bomb you know we know Whoopi ever since her locks was down to her butt you know now Whoopi got them cut off she got it like in a nice vibe and everything you know Auntie Whoopi is just Auntie Whoopi now what y'all keep talking about Whoopi is I don't like but I do like the fact that a lot of people are actually standing up for her saying how wrong it is and I appreciate that now we all know or if you haven't know, Whoopi has been suspended from The View, is one of the nice world talk show that she's on, and she has been suspended for two weeks because she made a comment about the Holocaust. And I am going to find her comment that she said, and I am going to read it to you guys. And her comment says, quote unquote, Whoopi, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it. It is about both. As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support, and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. Written with my sincerest, sincerest apologies, Whoopi Goldberg, end quote. So that was her, um, you know, apology statement that she wrote. The network ABC is really on her ass. And for the show that she's on, it's called The View. She really wasn't able to have a view. Like the view is a conversation and she just had her little opinion about it. I don't think that it was nothing that hurt anybody. It wasn't malice against anybody or anything like that. You know, she speakly was speaking her thoughts about it. You know, her truth, what she feel about it. And I think that's the whole reason of the view. Look, many people have come on these TVs, radio shows, and they give their honest opinion. And trust me, sometimes the opinion that some of these people said, it this right here, what Whoopi said, shouldn't even compare to some things that what other people said and nothing never happens to them. It's just crazy. And, um, you know, I'm sure, look, this little two weeks, Whoopi might get paid. And if she don't get paid, it's fine. This is Whoopi. She has money. Whoopi is, let me see. I'm, I'm imagining what she's doing right now. Okay, she got two weeks off. So she got her a little self-care and mental time. She's probably writing in her book. <laughs> you know, she's sipping on a nice glass of wine. And she got her feet up. Just kicked back and relaxing. I mean, this is not hurting her in any type of way, you know, just to have her suspended after two weeks, you know, uh, she can go ahead and call us quits if she want to. It doesn't even matter. Whoopi can go and get her own show and carry 
all the fans from that network to her show. So, um, I hope that they know what they're doing. I hope that in any way, fashion that they think that this is actually hurting Whoopi because I don't believe it's not. And a lot of times, you know, these celebrities, they go and they say things and it almost feels as if, if they just say one little thing, someone is going to be offended by the most smallest thing that is nothing. And they have to come back and apologize. I don't think that is fair. I don't think it's fair. And the reason why I say that is not fair is because, look, for instance, your last president, and like I say, I don't like to talk about religion or politics, but your last president, he said a lot of fucked up shit. He made all sorts of racist comments. And I've never, never once seen anyone put his ass on timeout. He said whatever he wanted to say about any type of race and it just went over people's heads like it was nothing. But someone can come and make a statement about inhumanity to mankind and the whole world just blow up. But that goes to show you how social media is, how we don't have nothing to do. We don't have shit to do but sit and hide behind the internet and be bullied and be bullies. Like we got to stop doing that. We got to find a better way to connect with the world, to connect with the people. We got to find a better way of doing that because being a bullies and just being assholes is just not the way to do it. It's not. I, I, I just don't like y'all sometimes. I'm just going to come out and say, I don't like y'all sometimes. And it's all of y'all. It's not just black people. It's not just white people. It's all of y'all. I don't like y'all sometimes how y'all do because y'all can just be, oh my God, <laughs> such crybabies. You're like two-year-olds. You're just a bunch of crybabies. We just got to cut this shit out. But back to Whoopi. Um, I think Whoopi is okay. She said what she said and she doesn't feel sorry for it. And you shouldn't feel sorry for what you say. You shouldn't feel sorry for how you feel. And a lot of people feel that you should be sympathetic to how they feel. No, this is my life. This is my body. This is how I feel. So this is how I'm going to go. And this is how I'm going to discuss things because this is how I feel. It's not about you. This is about me. But y'all, y'all get the drift and understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you get the drift. Let's go talk about some money here. And I'm not mean talking about money in a good way. Now, this was um, a man in California. He deposited a $33,000 check into his Bank of America account. Now, um, lately... Um, a lot of these bank branches has been closing down because a lot of people are doing things online, just like buying stuff. A lot of people are doing things online and a lot of people just don't communicate in face to face. Now, I wasn't never a person who would go into a bank and do transactions. 
I, I, I just don't do that. I get everything direct deposited or I'll buy online or I'll pay my bills online. Very seldom that I will go inside of a branch. You can't ask me what is inside of a branch. Only thing I can tell you is a few people working in the front and it's a few people in those offices. That's all I know. I, I don't know too much about a branch because I don't go in there. I don't do that. I rarely use checks. Is, is that just how the world is changing? And I, we don't have to do those things no more. So this guy, um, his name is, let's see. Oh my God. Um, his name is Leonard, Brian Leonard. And he's from Oakland. And he said he deposited $33,000 through a teller and he went to an actual teller and deposited this money in Oakland and then hours later guys hours later the branch has shut down so it's like they he deposited his money I'm not sure if they know that this branch was going to close down or they didn't know but he deposited his money thinking he can go back up here tomorrow and get some money out of his account and it will be there no this bank shut down and it was like his deposit was never posted. And when he would call, only thing people could say was, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Excuse me? There wasn't anything you can do. Hold on, y'all got all these cameras in here. You know I came in here and I deposited this money. I got a slip that says I deposited $33,000 into this account. I had this account for a very long time. So you mean to tell me you are sorry there is anything you can do? What happened to the FDIC with the money being insured? Hmm. So this goes back to why a lot of people keep their monies under their mattress because we can't trust banks. And so he said, Leonard said it was like a bad dream, but except it was real. I'm starting to think I may not see the money ever. He said, you're telling me that Bank of America lost $33,000 of my money and you're telling me right here to my face, there's nothing you can do? The bank teller said, that's right, sir. He deposited $33,000 and then it disappeared. He said, nobody didn't comfort him and said, we'll find out where the money is. We'll make good on it. We'll take care of it. No one didn't say any of that. So... His his wife and him, they are in the process of remodeling their kitchen. So that's why they had got the money to deposit so they can pay the contractors. And so um, when he, you know, he, he took the, the cashier check to the teller or whatever, and they said it cleared right away. It cleared right away and he deposited and he would just go back. Like I say, you know, the next day, the next morning to go and get some money out. And however... When he called, it was not no good news from Bank of America. The The lady over the phone told him that there was no record of the transaction. So as far as the woman was concerned, no transaction has never happened. So he got in his car and he drove to the bank. And that's when he realized the bank was shut down just hours after he made that big deposit. And he said when he realized the branch was closed... He said, the teller took my $33,000 cashier check 
and it's nowhere to be found. He said his heart sank into his stomach. I can just imagine. He said he felt like he saw a boat leaving the dock and his money was on that boat. So he went to another branch only to find that 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 door at that branch was locked as well. It was permanently closed. And that's when he started to get real nervous. He said he wait a second. Branches are closing. The people I've had contact with, they're gone, he said. So he went to a third branch. It was open, but the manager didn't help either. He said there's no record of the transaction, so there was nothing he could do. So he showed them the um, the cashier's check um, and deposit receipt in proof of the missing money. And he said, you're the manager. Can you escalate the issue, he says. She says, no, there is nothing I can do. And Leonard says, everyone at Bank of America keep telling me that. And he was like, how do you mean that there is nothing you can do? Guys, like this right here, my heart just sunk into my stomach. Because, look, let me tell you something. If I go and take my little $300 in the bank and I come to find out, that y'all gonna tell me, oh no, we never received your three hundred dollars. It was never deposited. I don't care if it was three thousand, three hundred thousand. That was my three hundred dollars. That's a lot to me. You know what I can do with three hundred dollars? I can pay a bill with three hundred dollars. But you gonna tell me that you don't have my three hundred dollars? I got the slip in my hand saying that it was deposit. Then you gonna tell me there's no record of it? And plus, there isn't anything you can do. Mm-mm. It's going to be more y'all closed down. I'm sorry. Can't say what I'm going to say is the government, but it's going to be more of y'all closed down. Somebody better get me my money and get it now. Get it now. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I feel for Leonard. I, I really hope that something can be done. Um, I hope Leonard, I don't know, get a good lawyer or something, but something got to be done. They, there is no way that we can deposit $33,000 into a bank. And I know things happen. I, I know things happen. And I'm sure that this bank, those bank know that, well, I don't know. I don't know if they know that they were going to be closed or not because things just happen so fast. But $33,000, that's a lot of money. I'm sorry. My bank closed down today. I want all my $27.24. Y'all want all of it. I want my, somebody better find my $27.24. I want it all, just simple as that. Give it to me, because that's mine. I work hard for it. Give me my $27.24. Oh, my God. Sorry, Mr. Leonard. I, I really hope that um this works out, and I hope that they find your money. I really hope that they find your money. Yeah. All right, guys, I have one more um. One more conversation um, for you guys, and someone sent me this, and and I, I thought it 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 was really good because we don't really hear these stories. We we don't hear these aftermath stories, and I'm I'm gonna let you listen to it. So um, let's go ahead and listen. And this man, his name is um Ryan Bomberger. Let's listen to Ryan Bomberger. My bad. Many say that I should have been aborted. <clears throat> I was conceived in rape, but I was adopted in love. I grew up in a truly diverse family of 15. 
where 10 of us were adopted, many of us rescued from the violence of abortion. We're white, black, mixed, Native American, Vietnamese, able, disabled family. Despite the horrific circumstances most of us came from, none of us would have been better off dead. We were all better off loved. I'm the 1% that's used to justify 100% of abortions. But the circumstances of our conception don't change the condition of our worth. My birth mom's courageous decision will continue to unleash beautiful reverberations for generations. Today, I'm also the father of four kiddos, two of whom are also adopted. It's why I fight for the most marginalized, the most vulnerable, and the most discarded. No group of humans is harder hit by the social injustice of abortion than black lives. According to the CDC, many say that I should have been aborted. <clears throat> I was conceived in rape, but I was adopted in love. I grew up in a truly diverse... Yeah, let's let's give Leonard a shout out. This is for you, Leonard. You did good, did good. Leonard did good. I'm sorry, not Leonard. Ryan. Leonard was the last guy we talked about. I, see, I still feel for Leonard. Yes. So Ryan Bomberger, he was, and I don't want to say product. That that sounds bad, but he's here because his mother was raped and he's he's here today normally when someone is raped we you know don't want the memories of that person who did harm to us at least that's how I feel I I I wouldn't want that memory and you know I will be forced to make a decision do I want to live with this memory or do I want to have this child that that don't know anything who's so innocent you know who may have a good life you know somebody that I can have a a companion with for a very long time and you know love do I want to stare into that child's face knowing exactly what happened That, that that's a tough situation that's a tough situation and many times you know and and it was hurtful for him to hear that people said that he should have been aborted. He should have never been born. Now, I don't promote the people having kids, bringing kids into the world if they are not able to care for them, to be responsible for them, you know, to just be financially prepared, you know, for them. I don't believe that. Now, I do believe that you out here and you get pregnant and you know you don't need to be having no babies. You already struggling. You probably already have multiple kids. And you trying to bring in another one and you barely feeding those kids in yourself. I don't believe that you should bring a child into the world like that. Because we have enough poverty we have enough poverty that's going on we do we don't need no more of that um us as society working folks we can't continue to take care of you guys because it's hard for us to take care of ourselves so you know we need people to be more um receptive to what's going on you know be smart Think about others who have to take care of you. 
And when I say others who have to take care of you, I'm talking about people who are constantly on the system that who can, who can and is willing and is able to help themselves. They abuse the system and that hurts people like you and I who are hardworking citizens who try to make it. Excuse me, guys, who try to make it. But we have to take care of others. And so um, Ryan um, does lots of great things for his community. He started a foundation, I think it's called Radiance Foundation. And he helped those people who are like him. You know, he helps people who are, you know, who are kind of disliked. You know, he, he, he helps people who need help, who don't get that help. And he, he realized that he has a calling of he were, he was born for a reason, despite what everyone says about him. Oh, you should never be born. You should have been aborted. Despite all of that, he became, he, he became a, a, a great man who done things for him. He has a family of his own. He has four kids, which is two is, which is adopted as well. I can, I congratulate, you know, his stepmom because a lot of times, you know, these, these situations don't come out positive all the time, you know, so he was very lucky and, you know, he, he, he was very lucky that he came into the loving family that he did. You know, he was very lucky. So, um, Ryan Bomberg, a shout out to you, Ryan. This is for you. This is for you. Yeah, this is for you, Ryan. Um, keep up the good work and um keep raising, you know, those kiddos positive and and just do what you can do to help because only you as a person will understand, you know, how these things go because you went through it personally. You you have an affiliation with it. You you understand how it goes. So so I think when you when you understand something something and you know how it goes, I think you do have a little calling, a little knack for it, and you should be able to you know help other people get through it. You know, yeah, I, I really do think that. All right, guys. So um, this is the this is going to um, conclude the E and Friends podcast for this bi week, and I hope that you guys have. Um, a good time and um, enjoy life. Be happy. Be prosper- prosperous. Make the best out of it. And if you can't be good, be careful. This is your girl, Model E. Remember to follow me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. <laughs> <laughs>